0: people deluded i'm back again welcome back to another edition of the deluded podcast the dg podcast the really and truly podcast if you're watching this on youtube please make sure you're slapping the like button obviously make sure you're following on apple music and spotify and them things nothing to do with this but make sure you're supporting the thing on youtube subscribe you're following on instagram you know deluded 04 and also deluded guna on twitch because i do a lot of content on twitch now as usual good morning good afternoon good evening and of course, good night. Depending on who you are, wherever you are, and it's deadline day now. At least, if you're not an Arsenal fan, there should be reason for optimism. I mean, there should be reason for optimism. Willian has officially left the football club. Respect to him for for foregoing that deal. Will apparently, you know, pardon me. Cristiano Ronaldo is a Manchester United player, and obviously, the timing of his move to Manchester United. I know he's. I believe he's with the Portuguese side. Maybe that stopped. The announcement to the scale Man United did. But you know, Man United make a big song and dance. If you do it over Alexis Sanchez, Paul Pogba, you definitely do it for your prodigal son returning home in Cristiano Ronaldo. So, Keen to see what happens there. And I mean, he's all but a Manchester United player, as you guys have put, no doubt already seen. You know, Juventus this morning have confirmed he's left, confirmed the variables of him leaving, as well as obviously announcing Moise Keen as well. We heard personal terms and a medical have been done. So he's, he's a Man United player, really and truly. I guess, you know, Man United just want to take pictures and make sure everything's nice to officially, You know, not that it needs official announcement because they've offered a statement, but you get where I'm going. Um, you've all seen Real Madrid are working to sign a young French international. It might be Mbappe, but right now it looks like Camavinga will be joining that club. Fantastic move for the young man, in my opinion. Has the move to Real Madrid come a bit early? In an ideal world, I would say yes, but at the end of the day, he's got a year left. You know, Real Madrid, they've got a lot number of young players around and I personally feel if they get Vinicius, Rodrigo, Renier, um playing well, going to go with Abape. It could be amazing. And obviously, they still need a couple of midfielders because you'd imagine Podrick and man said Podrick, Modric and Crows are not going to be here for a long time. There's still talk around Paul Pogba, whether it's PSG, Real Madrid, who knows? With Cristiano Ronaldo, he made want he might want to see stay um and see what happens. The biggest transfer of deadline day has been obviously William has has torn up his contract and obviously gone gone to Corinthians. As I said, one love to him for full going around 20 million. Bellerin apparently is closer to going to, to Real Petit. So we'll have to see. We might as well do this a bit differently. You know, normally I talk about the Premier League um, stuff and whatnot, but we might as well look at what, what's going on in relation to um in relation to the transfer market. Transfer market. What website's the best to go on? Is it Sky Sports? Let's see what's the latest transfer news. Sky News. I mean, you know, it's best to start here, as you, as you already know, Cristiano Ronaldo, the poster boy. I'm just literally going to read through some of these transfers really quickly, people. Rangers have rejected a second bid from from Everton for Madison, you know, the young right back that they have. Um, they've they've done that. Tottenham, as you lot know, have agreed a fee of twenty five point seven million pounds, thirty million euros to sign Emerson Royal from Barcelona. Uh, Tino Adjirin, a very highly rated Chelsea, um, Chelsea youngster, seems set to leave. Um for locomotive Moscow and an £18 million pound move. I'm sure you've seen Ruben Dias sign a new deal. Apparently, Edison is set to become the latest player to do such. Chelsea have, have abandoned talks for Jules Aconde. I don't think we've seen enough in that regards. I think Jules Aconde, we might see moves. Um, You know, Lingard's getting interest, but it looks like he's going to stay. I mean, Endon it looks like a move didn't happen for you and you're going to have to hold up staying at Spurs. And, you know, I'm sure you and Harry Kane can sympathise with each other. Um so we're going to have we're going to have to see like I like I said people um, you know, Juventus have announced the signing of Moise Kean. He signed on a loan. He signed on a two-year loan deal. It's worth €7 million euros and there's an obligation to buy of worth €28 million. Euros. And you're seeing a lot of them two-year do- um, deals. You know, Bakayoko has gone to AC Milan with on loan with an option to buy for two years. This seems to be a way to outsmart the market. I'm sure you've all seen Renato Sanchez allegedly is close to joining Wolves on a season-long loan. What a signing that would be and further strengthens the, you know, the Portuguese um you know, stronghold on that club. And I think it served them right. You've had Martinho, who's been good. Neves is good. Tomato's been an OK signing. I'm definitely missing someone else out as well, because there's definitely been one more. But I can't remember. Pedro Neto's been decent. Trical's coming and a lot to work on, but done well. It's going to serve them right. And Forgive me if I'm wrong, the manager's Portuguese. So it should help. Um you've heard apparently Leicester are edging closer to an agreement with RB Leipzig to bring Ademola Lookman back to the Premier League there is no consensus yet on a fee but apparently Sky Sports news has been told Leipzig are prepared to lessen their demands and the gap between the two clubs position is much smaller than it was 24 hours ago. So we're happy to see what happens there. Obviously, Leeds have finally got their man, Dan James. Apparently, they've agreed a 25 million plus 5 million in add-ons fee with Manchester United for 30 million. You know, he was always going to go. And in hindsight, that last game he played at the weekend was probably his goodbye. I mean, he's a victim. He's not good enough for United anyways, in my opinion. Too one-dimensional. And on the best of days, he should never be a Manchester United player. But, you know look at the options. You've still got Cavani, you've got Martial. Whether these guys leave, it's leaving it a bit late, but you've got Rashford to come back. You've got Greenwood, you've got Martial, you've got Cavani, you've got Cristiano now. You've got Bruno and Pogba, who, how they're fitting into the team indirectly fits into the wingers. Because obviously, if you go with Pogba off the left, there's not an option for Jadon Sanjo and Greenwood or and whatever, in it. So, Depth is one thing, but I think they could be prepared to let Dan James go. It doesn't look like Diallo's going to leave on loan um, from Manchester United, but even him, game time. Now, again, they're at a passing period. You've kind of got to stick it out, see which one out of Martial and these and a couple of them young ones isn't levels. For Cavani and Ronaldo, they're not going to be around forever. When them not leave, obviously, you're probably hoping Greenwood and these guys step up into their own even more. They've got Jadon Sancho and all of those sort of things, so depth isn't a problem. I think I do think Man United have missed a trick or not upgrading that midfield. Like you saw, Fred had a tough day at the weekend, like he always does. But fair play, thirty million, twenty-five million is 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 good, you know, for for Dan James. Apparently, personal terms have not yet been agreed, but they're not expected to be a problem, and I can't imagine they are. Um, if I'm completely honest with you. So, there's a lot of things, man. Apparently, PSG have no chance of convincing Mbappe to sign a new contract. And as you lot have seen, Real Madrid are threatened to walk away from negotiations full stop. Maybe they'll offer a third and final deal. But yeah, apparently, Mbappe told PSG again last night that he would not sign a new deal. He will remain professional and keep 100% effort for PSG until next summer when his contract runs down. Apparently, he's planning to sign a pre-contract agreement with Real Madrid in January. So... Real, um, Psg got him for a year. They ever sell him now? or Sell him in January or whatever. On the topic of Jesse Lingard, apparently West Ham remain hopeful they could still strike a deal. Hector Bellerin apparently is close to leaving Arsenal and joining Real Betis on loan. Hopefully, man, really hope that's the that 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 happens. But there's a long way to go, people. You know the most significant news. Pardon, as I said, Trey Dean he's gone to Birmingham. He's a big Birmingham fan. Cristiano Ronaldo's completed his medical Been announced as a departure with Juventus, so he's all but a United player. You know, Wolves are in talks to sign Portugal international midfielder Renato Sanchez on loan from Lille. Leeds, as I said, are in permanent talks over Dan James. Killian doesn't look like he's getting his Real Madrid move. Crystal Palace are in talks over a £15 million deal for Eduard, you know, £12 million for Eddie, which has broke down all £15 for Eduard. I know what I would do. Norwich have confirmed the signing of Ozan Kabak on loan, um, with an option to buy from Schalke, and that's good. He returns. We'll have to see what happens. He returns to the Prem, not quite Liverpool, but yeah, I didn't think you. I didn't think you're good enough to sign for Liverpool. I don't really think you're good enough for Norwich long term. But let's see. He, he, let's see what can be done, and if he can prove us wrong. Apparently, Pjanic has failed to get a move away from um, from Juventus. So, I mean, if Arsenal had any ambition, even though I think we'd be reaching, I think that's a move. That's a move you try and get done on loan or something like that, in my humble opinion. But it is what it is, people. As I, and obviously, this is the first bit of content from me today. You know, you're gonna get your Arsenal live. What's that, my face? That spot. I don't know what that was, but you know, you're going to get your Arsenal content, but obviously DG Nation, we stop off here first. Then obviously you're going to get your 11.30 live stream with Arsenal. Um, I think at around eight, nine, I'll be doing, you know, the last couple of hours of the transfer deadline day, I'll be doing a live watch along um, for you guys as well, folks. So, I mean, a live stream, we'll have a bit of fun. So make sure you're you're, you're aware of all of that sort of stuff, people. But yeah, away away from that, let's sadly talk about what happened on Saturday, people, away from the transfers. um. To quickly say the results over the weekend, I say Saturday because we all know what happens. Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1, West Ham 2, Crystal Palace 2, shout to Cola Gallagher, Leicester 2, Norwich City 1, Newcastle 2, Southampton 2, Everton 2, Brighton nil, Villa 1, Brentford 1 and 5 nil where Manchester City's confirmed. Now, I can't lie to you, lot. apart from the Liverpool game, Man United, bit of the Spurs game in terms of extended highlights, I've had no interest with football. I've had no end after what happened with Arsenal. I saw the highlights, you know, shout out to West Ham and what, they, and what they're doing. You know, now's bagged, I'm sure now's bagged, um, as well as Mikel Antonio. I could I could be wrong, I've seen the highlights, but yeah, man, yeah, I knew I was right. Both of them scored and color Gallagher did a madness. Good luck to him, you know, for color Gallagher, whether he makes it at Chelsea, he's enhancing his reputation and I think he did that at Swansea, he did it at West Brom and he's doing it now. Obviously, Liverpool, Chelsea—that was the game of the week, really and truly. I feel, yeah, I feel it's a, it's two points dropped for both teams. I feel, I feel it was a good game for the neutrals to watch Van Dyke versus Lukaku. And well, I, I know a lot of it was about Van Dyke, and he did well. But I think obviously, Joe Matip is probably not going to get the, the the praise. You know, he's not a prodigal English son like Joe Gomez. He didn't cost mad money like Van Dyke. You know, he's not a young G like Kanute. He's not had a lock knocking. But I think Mateek, first and foremost, he's risen. He's always been a decent player for Liverpool and and a consistent one and and kind of underappreciated by the wider footballing fans, I feel. But, you know, I look at that as he saw in a centre-half coming into the club, he stepped up, he was very good. The only thing I saw him do is literally dive in on Lukaku or or, or Havertz or something and say it was in a foul. But other than that, he was solid. He read the game well, you know, he defended well. Him and Van Dijk, communication between the whole back line, I feel it is two point shot for both teams, though. You know, for Liverpool, I did feel even when Chelsea took the took scored, I think that was a poor goal for them to score, um, for them to concede. Sorry, you know, Robertson doesn't doesn't try and put off the runner. Allison's positioning in his goal is not good enough. You know, Havertz does what he can. Um, I feel Liverpool were kind of dominating is a strong word, and shout out to Harvey Elliott, but I feel Liverpool were the stronger team. They had a number of chances they could have taken advantage. Um, Chelsea did. For Chelsea, I feel Chelsea also had chances to kill off the game and score goals. Both teams, and it was quite open. and I and I really respect Chelsea for first and foremost getting a result after going down to 10 men. That's a fantastic way. You know, when you can't win, don't lose. And I did see a togetherness. Like to me as an Arsenal fan, I couldn't help but be jealous of the way Ridigo was behaving. The way Aspilicueta, half the size of Van Dijk, the way he's behaving at a corner. He knows he obviously can't un- un- um, out-jump Van Dijk, but he wants to make it as uncomfortable for him so he can't do his thing. You know, real arts to defending, real pride, pra- um, praise. Mendy, even though he had a couple shaky moments, I'm seeing game management. I'm seeing game management from the whole team. I'm not going to lie. I think Lukaku played well, apart from when he's trying to dribble and forgetting the ball. But I did feel even the, the, Lukaku's decision-making wasn't good enough. And for me, he did well. Everyone did well when they went down to 10 men, but I just feel Lukaku wasn't winning enough fouls for Chelsea. He was trying too much bravado. I think there were some times he just needed to, the, the contact was there. Just go down, let your team get higher up the field. So I think a point's a fair point. I think both teams would have taken, would have, I'm, I'm on reflection, both teams um, would have taken a point pre-game. I do think, there was two points dropped for both teams. But I do think it's a point game because Liverpool had chances where they could have been rubbed out in the game. Um, there, was a, there was a couple of ones, man. There was, You all saw the goal mouse scrambles and things. It was, it was a very entertaining game to watch people. And like I said, shout out to Harvey Elliott. I think he, you know, I'm not sure too many people would have assumed he started, but he got his opportunity, he took it and he ran with it. And, you know, the more he keeps getting better and better, the more you have someone that can complicate things at international level in terms of selections for England, which means we should have a half-decent squad. So... Yeah, man. Obviously, we went ten men down at Arsenal. I'm honestly, people, I've spoken about it enough. Is there really any? Can I just skip past Arsenal losing five 0 We lost five 0 and City didn't even have to get out of first gear. Tired of saying the same things. We went to we went to Brentford, didn't push them to the limit and see why they got promoted. We welcomed Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, didn't push them to the limit and see a side that looked like the Champions League are winners. The same logic and trailer thought goes with the Premier League winners in City. We didn't have to be at much. I personally say we was only in it for three minutes. Most people would say seven. Again, the fact that we've conceded that goal. Again, I'm not really shocked because, yeah, we lost 5-0 with Man City. But is this any different from how we always lose or how we always play games? Sometimes it might be 2-1. We played exactly the same way, you know. He didn't have the pulse to save us again, like we did against Spurs in preseason. We didn't have poor finishing from Chelsea to make up for it, you know, like they did in preseason. I mean, it's a shambles, really and truly. I. Uh... How we can be so naive on the counter-attacking on the transition. The pressing is poor. You know, Bernardo Silva just allowed to pick it up. Edison's moving like a centre-half. You know, the uh, Smith-Rowe pressing Edison and winning the corner is the best opportunity. Toothless up front, shambles defensively. You know, what Cedric is doing for one of the goals where he's tried to header and clear it, I don't know. Chambers is getting out-jumped. You know, a lot. It's boring now, man. You can see it's not good enough. The players aren't good enough. The manager's out of his depth. You know, complete domination. You know, you can't. We weren't. It weren't anything close to resolute defending. It weren't a team that went out there and tried to attack and cause problems. It looked like a team that didn't know what they was doing, didn't know how to do anything. And ultimately, again, it comes down to Mikel Arteta. Granite Jacker getting sent off just simply the icing on top of the cake. Obviously, there is an element of I feel he'll be scapegoated and blamed for the whole result. But I mean, the foundations aren't solid. You know, you bet on Cedric, you alienate Cedric and then you play him and then he shit. You bet on Xhaka, this is what Xhaka does when it's crunch time. Leno, I feel he was at fault for at least two of the goals or had a hand to play in at least two of the goals. But again, we lost 5-0 and my keeper's probably man of the match because it could have been a lot worse. It really could have. Again, the less said about Arsenal, the better. It's disgraceful. It's shocking. It was embarrassing. It was appalling. What do you lot want me to say, man? I'm at the point where I don't want to waste breath on this shambles of a football team and these sorry excuse of footballers. How you can look at that team from right back to centre-mid and say you've got enough to go the distance the whole season. Your ambition should be top four. It should be minimum Europa. If you look at the starting squad and you think this is good enough, there's issues and someone needs to answer for it, you know? whether it's the manager or the technical director, because it's bewildering. We're, we're at the end of the window. No, you know, we I didn't expect everything to be done in terms of ingoings and outgoings. But the same question marks remain. You've got a player who's played for his country, doesn't know where he stands. What happened to bringing people in in pre-season and sitting everyone down individually and telling them where they stand? What have we been doing? You know what are we doing? We've still got talking about negotiating contract um, terminations, and then obviously you've got people playing. You know against Manchester City. Not that I think Kalajdjevic was the worst player on the pitch, but what happens? Say you got injured, what happens there? It's a shambles, man. It's shambolic, really and truly. And you know the fact that we're bottom and Tottenham are first. The only thing I console myself with is that it's not the end of the, the it's not the end of the, the season, but. Tells you everything, man. The less said about Arsenal Football Club, the better, man. So, like I said, Manchester City five Arsenal Neil. Villa and Brentford drew one one people, you know, in the Oli Watkins derby. You know, when beer got them off to a, uh, you know, when beer equalized Danny Ings with the assist before Ivan Tony gets his first Premier League goal. He was gonna leave my fantasy league had he not have bagged. Um, you know, obviously. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin scored a penalty, and Damari Gray is continuing his fantastic form. But, um, from what I remember today, Dominic Calvert Lewin's rejoined from the England squad, and there could be issues in relation to an injury. But I said Townsend and, and Damari Gray might be up there for flops of the season. Damari Gray took that took that comment personally and he's making me look silly. Looking like one of the signings of the season, to be honest, credit where due. Everton two, Brighton, nil, as I said, Villa one, Brentford one. Newcastle drew 2-2 two, two with Southampton. You know, again, very dramatic circumstances. I'm sure you all saw that. Almost dramatic, as dramatic, dramatic as seeing um, you know, Harland, you know, Harland in the in the end to the Dortmund game in the last added on minutes. You know, it was a second half thriller. You know, all four goals came in the second half between Newcastle and, and Southampton. Callum Wilson bagged and made it 1 0. Before, obviously, courtesy of um, Mohamed El El Nuzi, I cannot say his name, forgive me for mispronunciations, but he equalized. Before, obviously, you saw two goals in added on time. Wood Prowse bagged the penalty. And then, obviously, St. Maximin prior to that scored. So, what an infractic game. But both teams share a point. So, just share a point and share a point of the spoils, really and truly. Um, as I said, Norwich lost 2-1 against against Leicester. Vardy gave them the lead. That was a good finish from what I remember. Mark o- O'Brien obviously hit the winner. The equaliser for Norwich at a point came just before half-time with Timo Puke. So, yeah, obviously, in terms of Arteta getting sacked, he's done well to probably lose in the international break during... They'll build up the international break because there'll probably be a little period where he gets to call cool off. But as you saw, Wolves, w- Neil, Manchester United won. Now, based on the last two games, Man United, in my opinion, if they're going to be league champions, they're not going they haven't been good enough against Southampton and they weren't good enough against Wolves. On another day they lose, on another day, Pogba's probably sent off. But to win a league title, and United fans know this, you can't always be good. You need and, and to be honest, at the start of the pre- at the start of the season, it's not really about being a hundred percent. Obviously, you work on what you can improve on, and things like that, and you just try and build a sequence of results and things. And they've done that so far, you know. I mean, considering you've got Liverpool versus Chelsea, they drew. Man United and City took three points. That's all you could say. I mean, Spurs are top, so Spurs took. Spurs have been taking all points, so the title race is on. It's Wolves is a difficult game for anyone, and United. They, I think, they'll recognise it was a difficult game. There was, again, I think it was one of the games of the weekend. It was a fairly open game. I think you know, Adama Traore. Brought out the party tricks, just gliding past people. People trying to grab him. There's too much baby oil. People trying to wait him. It's not working. You know, what I mean, Fred had a, tor- a torrid day. I feel Fred, and for me, Man United's midfield. You know, again. That midfield isn't good enough, especially when you have the attack. You know, they need to sort out what they're doing with Pogba and Bruno long term. Fred, you know, played he's not levels. As you saw, it was just Pogba trying to build. Fred was Fred did it, Fred was doing the L thing. He didn't want to pass the ball. So Pogba's dropping deep to get onto it off his center half. I think Varane had a good game as well. But Varane and Maguire are trying to dictate tempo because Wolves at times are sitting back, um, are sitting back. And then obviously Pogba, he's deeper, so he can't affect the game. Fred's standing five seconds, five metres away from him, so he's not helping. Naturally, the other players that are further forward for United, like you saw with Greenwood, etc., are dropping deep. and Wolves already have a good functioning unit. You can see how they're struggling in a game like this. Some of it was down to personnel, as I've said. Some of it is down to technical ability. You know, Wolves only have themselves to blame for not getting anything because they had. Ta- there was times where you actually thought Wolves were going to win. You know, Trikao had a good game before he started doing silliness in the second half, had chances to score. Do I think it's a red card for Neves in the build-up to the goal? Yes and no. In real time, it didn't look like a foul to me. But obviously, that's why you've got VAR. It didn't look like a foul. Again, real time, it didn't look like a foul. I don't think Neves, you know, if you're fouled, you're fouled. You shouldn't have to act like you're dying to to get a foul. Foul's a foul. But I think that's where maybe he could have, Acted like he was dying, like he got like Pogba shot or stabbed him or something. You know, he's tried, he's kind of kept going, he's held it up, and then he's gone down. The ref is right there. He said, No, plays continued. And if I'm real with myself, shout out to Greenwood because I think Greenwood was one of the best players for United because he never stopped going. The shot's not going in. The keeper's caressed that in, you know. He's giving Greenwood a stat. It should really go down as an own goal. But, you know, I'm a Greenwood fan. I'm here for the propaganda. So I think Wolves need to look internally. They had chances. They let themselves down for the goal. I'm not saying they can't feel aggrieved about that. Pogba should have been sent off. They should. But they had chances. I mean, you don't get points for winning, for for playing well. But I think you learn a lot about Wolves. And for United, you got to win playing ugly. I'm sure based off the last two games, fans want to see a bit more and a bit more solidness, especially when Ronaldo comes into the team and everything's gelling, but it's where it is. In relation to Jadon Sanjo, that's the main reason I did a watch-along and watched that, because I wanted to see him get his first start. Don't think he looks fully fit. I don't know that, but I just think he looks a bit chubby, chubby art than I've seen him in recent weeks. Looks a bit rusty, like the touch isn't quite Jadon Sanjo's st- standard. The passing ain't quite there. Still adapting to the teams and whatnot. Um, I have to give him a bit of the Oli tax as well because I'm looking at that game. None of the attackers can do much with, with, with. I feel with the tactics, it does look a bit bewildering based on that Wolves game. But I mean, there's a lot more to come from Sancho. But I get games like that. I can see why maybe he didn't start in the first two weeks. And you know, I don't think you should. You know, such is life in the Prem. Agendas have to run, but. I think Jaden will come good, man. And like I said, Greenwood is going from strength to strength. How Greenwood is not in the England? I mean, I'm a I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm a big Greenwood fan. It's a it's a it's a fact. I don't understand why he's not in the team. I I don't know what kind of things are going on in the background, but the man should be in the team, you know. Especially going into the World Cup for me. But pff, fair play, he hasn't in it. So yeah, man, it is what it is. At the end of the day, you know, United bounce back from last week. You know, everybody who's won to be fair: Spurs, United, City. Leicester, Everton, any of your players are playing an international break. It's lovely to go away. For Arsenal now, you're sitting there pondering, or I hope Arteta is sitting there and pondering, Moscow and Wrong, where do I go from here? Because again, you've got a long time to self and to reflect. Half of you lot are not going to international duty. So, boy, it it says that Leeds and Burnley drew 1 1. Patrick Bamford showing exactly why he was called up. You know, again, unlike Leeds, rare time I caught Leeds. I don't think Leeds were as good as they could be. You know, I think they were quite rusty by Leeds standard. I think Burnley were the better side. But end of the day, Leeds dug in deep and obviously equalised in the 80, 80, 86th minute. You know, just a few moments before that, Chris Wood obviously scored in the 61st. And, you know, ever, I mean, Burnley, I'm scared of playing Burnley because they look like they've started the season well. You know, aerial situations, they're an issue. And, you know, it's a point of the spoils. And good luck to Patrick Bamford all, away with England. So, yeah, in relation to... Like I said, I didn't watch Spurs versus versus Watford apart from the highlights. But from what I saw, Spurs were were at right. it. I think they had chances to kill the game, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, Son obviously scored the goal and whatnot. Yeah, man, I just, I just you know, again, again, you saw Musa Sissoko blast the football at Nuno. I don't know what that was about. But yeah, man, it was as close as I could call domination from Spurs. I think they obviously must have edged possession. I did think they had a lot of shots, didn't necessarily hit the target, weren't as clinical as Spurs can be or as their players can be. But like I said, you're not going to see anyone playing amazing so far in in, in the season. It's just about getting fitness, getting familiarity and all of those things. Everything that Arsenal does not currently have people within their side. So, As I said, people, Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1, West Ham 2, Crystal Palace 2, Norwich 1, Leicester 2, Newcastle 2, Southampton 2, Brighton 0, Everton 2. 1-1 between Aston Villa and Brentford. Don't even want to say it, but 5-0 to Manchester City against Arsenal. Um, As you lot know, Spurs defeated Watford 1-0 and by that same scoreline, Man United beat Wolves by and it was a 1-1 draw between Burnley and Leeds. So, yeah, man. It is what it is in that regards, people. It really is what it is. Pardon me. Oh, it's an early day, people. So yeah, transfer business. As you can see, maybe I'm yawning because I'm tired of speaking about Arsenal. I mean, Fabrizio Romano has just has just tweeted that Daniel James has, has complete has um has been completed. Daniel James deal has been completed between Leeds and Manchester United. Done a confirmed permanent move, paperwork signed. So yeah, it is it is what it is, people. As I'm sitting here. I'm just sitting here planning and, and hoping that Arsenal can sit here and say we've got our while we've got something. Right? Whether it happens is a is is another thing. I mean, you we're going into the the season's gonna close and it's gonna be it's gonna be the same old thing. You've got numerous question marks over players. You, you've got question marks over players that have come in, much less been here for a while. It's a madness, man, and it it just doesn't look good with Arsenal. And it's another one where we're just in the headlines for anything other than just running the club properly, man. So we'll have to see, man. And like you see, apparently Hector Bellerin will fly to Seville this morning to sign his contract with Batiste. So we'll have to see what happens in that regards, people. But boy, you know, the most exciting thing I feel is that Williams le- Williams has left the club. But I don't know, man. I really don't know. I know Pep Guardiola has kind of quashed these these rumors, people, um, early on, um, in in the week, in the day, sorry, that are followed. But during the week or during last week. Apparently, he said he plans to leave in 2023. Maybe by then Arteta will be a competent manager and then they'll snake it and go and get him. But apparently Pep Guardiola is likely to leave the Premier League champions when his contract expires in 2023 as he wants to take a break before venturing into international management, he said on a Wednesday. Um, he said the next step will be a national team if there is a possibility, maybe because he, I, that would be good for him if I'm honest with you, because, you know, he's got a family and he is a young man as a, well, he was, a, he did come into management late. Obviously, being an international manager, you get more time with 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 family. As a, inter, as a, as a club coach, you don't. And when you're Pep Guardiola, you definitely don't. He said, after, you know, after seven years at this club, I think I'm going to have a break. I will need to rest after being somewhere for so many years and also stop to evaluate what we've done and try to learn from other coaches. If this process of stopping, there is a chance to coach a national team, then I think I'd like that. I'd like to coach at a European Championship or Copa America or World Cup. I'd like to experience that. I mean, Gareth Southgate, you got to step down then. You know, we for me, it's probably going to end up with Spain. I know he always talks about, and he spoke to, to a Brazilian investing company about this as well. Um, I know he's, he's spoken of Brazil. He said Copper America, so he's open to everything. England, you need this guy, man. Go and get him. He'll get his chance to finally manage Harry Kane. So he said he'd like to... He'd like to he'd like to finger that. And as I said, he went on to praise Brazil. He said it's a fantastic national team. Brazil is always a strong candidate or favourite. It always was and always will be. And he also said he doesn't think the Spanish team could have a better coach than Luis Enrique, which is his former, you know, colleague and whatnot. But obviously, since then, he's he's spoken. He's spoken about stuff, people. Um, And apparently he insisted he will not leave in 2023. Apparently he's given Manchester City hope that he could still be their manager in 2026 after declaring that he is not definitely leaving in 2023. He said, I didn't say after two years, I'll finish my period in Manchester City. I can leave maybe in two months if the results are not good or if the organisation is tired of me or if I cannot handle better the players, I can leave here in three months or I can leave in five years. What I said in my Zoom connection with the people in Brazil is after my period of Man City, I will take a break. That is for sure. It can be in one month, in two years, in three years, in four years, in five years. Right now, I don't have reasons to leave, but I am thinking in two seasons I am going to leave Manchester City. When I finish here, I will take a little bit rest after 12 or 13 years without a stop. To be fair, you did take a a sabbatical. But appreciate that. And I mean, with it being deadline day, you know, again, I know City have a lot of options, but one has to wonder, are they really going into the win, into the market? I mean, into the season, having not come out of the market with a trance with, with a striker? I don't know if that's going to be their demise, because you look at the Champions League final, it looked like a game where they just needed an out-and-out striker rather than the false nine hybrid stuff, as, as admirable as it is. But on that note, people, there isn't too much to speak about, really. Like I said, I'm going to be back for a transfer live stream in, in the evening. Um, I'm going to be live at 11.30am, you know, a bag of content to come, people. I appreciate everyone for supporting. Please make sure you're hitting the like button, you're subscribing, you're doing all of those sort of things and all of that. You're subscribing and following on Twitch and setting your reminders on Twitch so you never miss a beat. More importantly than that, please stay safe and I'll buck you lot soon, people. It's been a fantastic pod, DG. I'm out.